This is Ted and PK, and thanks for listening to Faith Radio Mornings. You can hear us live weekdays, and you can check out highlights of our show at any time on MyFaithRadio.com. Good morning. It's Faith Radio Mornings with Ted and PK. Thanks for listening. And we're honored to have in studio this morning Pastor Rich Sherber. He's the Executive Director for Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge and has a couple of clients with him this morning. Welcome, Pastor Rich. Good morning. Good to be with you again, Paula. Well, and this is this is a story that never is told enough, I think, just about addiction, uh, but more importantly, the freedom that's available from addiction. And I so appreciate mm-hmm. Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge Thank for you. the freedom that you've afforded to hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. Well, thank you. And we're so proud of our partnership here with KTIS. You guys have just been some of our greatest uh, champions over the years. And so thank you. It's just an honor to be with you guys today. Tell us a little bit about um, new things that are happening, just where where are things at? Yes. Well, well yeah. just to give everybody a little update, we uh, continue to grow and expand. We're um, currently averaging a population of over 480 to 500 residents in our program every single day. We also have an outpatient program at several of our sites uh, where we serve almost 100 uh, outpatient program uh, residents as well, or uh, clients uh, as well. We um, uh, are seeing uh, just a, a, the greatest need for programs like Teen Challenge than we ever have. And Paulette, we know this, these 28-day models are not working. And for the level of addict we see walking through the doors of Teen Challenge, uh, three weeks of treatment just does not cut it. And uh, we're really excited. We have um, uh, eight different campuses throughout the state of Minnesota and uh, are in the process now of expanding and opening our ninth center down in Rochester. And that was a uh, a miracle building that has been given to us, an f- incredible facility down there. Uh, some might know of the Samaritan Bethany uh, Nursing Care uh, and near Assisi Heights, and uh, we'll be uh, closing on that the 1st of April and opening it hopefully next September or October. So. Wow. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thank hey, you. Rich, for our listeners uh, outside of the Twin Cities area, too, Teen Challenge exists all around the country, doesn't it? It does. We have, um, for those in our bordering stations here, we have uh, a facility in Wisconsin, and uh, then we have programs in North Dakota and South Dakota, as well as the nine campuses throughout the state of Minnesota. We have six in the Twin Cities, then we have one in Brainerd, one in Duluth, and now in Rochester. Great ministry. We appreciate mm-hmm. the Thank efforts you. and all you do. Tell us about the name change, because um, this past fall now there was a name change, and it's very intentional. Right, right. Well, this is probably one of the best moves I think we've ever made. Because What happened, it was a branding issue. People remember the story of David Wilkerson, the cross and the switchblade, mm-hmm. in the beginning of Teen Challenge 55 years ago. And uh, it's, uh, but the reality over the country, across the country, um, the centers have become less concentrated with uh, adolescents and we what happens we have a little expression you got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired and mm-hmm. what happens is that you've got more of an adult population now who uh, are part of the program so uh, we decided that we to we wanted to keep the branding of the name teen challenge but really reflect again who we serve as adults and teens Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, you've brought a couple of uh, your clients with us here today, too, and we want to hear some of their stories also. We did. We've got uh, with us Hannah and Travis, and we brought unique stories, sort of to reflect some trends that are we're seeing out there. And right now, we're seeing just a surge of heroin addiction in the Twin City area. Uh, at Teen Challenge, 
out of the 480 residents that are part of the program, by and far, and it's always been systematic, alcohol is the dominant drug that seems to come through the doors. And But then we're seeing right now a lot of methamphetamine out there and heroin. And, um, and, and then there's prescription drugs, but there's one addiction that we see as well that we want to talk about today that so parents become aware of it. And uh, we're going to have Travis talk about that. And uh, Travis, why don't you tell us real quick your little story? Uh, my name's Travis. I'm 32 years old. I come from a real small town. Um, I, have, I have kind of a strange, I've actually tried all kinds of different drugs and whatnot. Uh, I've, ne- I've actually never done heroin before or any, and ever injected anything, but I mean, meth or or LSD, or, or I've even smoked crack before. Uh, alcohol, obviously, a big deal. But what really seemed to really get me uh, uh, where I couldn't seem to stop was this drug called uh, dextromethorphan, which is the active ingredient in most over-the-counter cough medicines, cough syrups. Uh, one day when I was uh, in my mid-20s, about 25 years old, I got kind of sick. And uh, I, I remember I, I, I bought two bottles of Robitussin, and I just drank one whole bottle and, uh, and, you know, I figured I'm really sick, so maybe that'd help. And next thing I know, I mean, I'd heard about this before I started hallucinating and, uh, I thought, man, this is, this is kind of neat. I really liked it a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there watching TV and whatnot and I'm like, wow, I'm really messed up. And, uh, and I drank the other one the next day. And then after that, I just kind of started, I was like, this is cheap. This is fun. And, and I, I started uh, doing it more often and I, I just couldn't seem to quit. So. Uh, eventually there, I, I didn't really like the taste of the, the, the syrups or anything like that, but, uh, I found out about these pills called Coracidin, uh, or, or as kids call them, triple C's. And then I started taking those in, in extremely high doses after a while. I kind of got used to it. And, uh, next, next thing I know I'm taking 70 to 80 a day. And I mean, you do that kind of stuff to your liver and whatnot, you end up getting hospitalized and, mm-hmm. and, uh, sometimes my hallucinations would be so bad. I mean, I would end up doing very crazy things, so. What were you doing in your normal life, like, you know, while you were doing this? Um, what I, Were you working? Yeah, what? I actually, uh, I worked, uh, I did a lot of sales jobs, um, uh, car sales and stuff like that. So I'd be out there hallucinating while I'm trying to sell cars to these people driving around too. And I mean, it was, just, it was very dangerous. I, I, obviously, I didn't do very well, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, yeah, I still worked jobs and stuff okay. like that. But every morning I'd wake up and I'd probably take, 30 pills mm-hmm. of this stuff. Or, when did you uh, get to the bottom then and realize you needed some help? I think I've always known it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I've always really known that I shouldn't be doing this. I, I've, I didn't grow up Christian. Um, I, I became a Christian when I was 24. Uh, that's how I know it's really real to me because I really believe God revealed himself to me. It wasn't like something that was, you know, forced on me growing up. And I mean, I'd heard Jesus died for my sins, but I, I didn't know what that meant, you know, mm-hmm. and I didn't even realize I was a sinner. But I think when I was 24, something changed. And then, you know, I was really on fire for him for a, for a short period of time. And uh, then I'd sl- slide right back into the world. And, uh, you know, there's obviously parables about that. And uh, and I started using again. And what, every time I'd use, I'd know in my heart, this is not right. I'm not supposed to be doing this stuff. And there's many times I was telling Rich on the way here that, uh, you know, I was hallucinating and I would think that I was in hell. I thought I was in hell, and I believe those are moments. I mean, even though they were scary, that really God really impacted my life the most, and it was through using that drug. So I've I've always known I should quit, but I never did until I I've been here, and I've been sober for a year. 
Praise God. He probably gave you, you could see those glimpses, I think, of what drugs really, uh, what the, there's no value because it was, your life was in hell at that point. You were in bondage. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just, I can't, it's, I, words can't describe. I, there's been different chapels that we've heard people speaking about that at Teen Challenge. And every time they say something about, you know, people that have had hell experiences, I'm like, I, I know what they're talking mm. about. I know mm-hmm. exactly what they're talking about. Mm. I'm not there right now, so praise God. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Rich, this is a pretty typical, isn't it? Uh, just in the closing minute we have in this segment, yes. um, this turnaround story. Yes. Well, we, you know, you you can tell the story, Travis, that you couldn't beat this uh, on your own in just a couple of weeks. You needed something long term, and obviously, uh, what Teen Challenge gives is this foundation where you begin to realize. Um, you know, you can master this, and uh, I I just wanted Travis to share this story because parents need to know, too. Uh, they need to be watching their kids, uh, Paulette, because um, there's more of this uh, than people realize that's going on in the homes. And uh, when parents start realizing they, their cough medicine is, uh, or their pills are beginning to deplete, they need to start asking questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good so point. Take inventory and keep track of what's yeah. in the medicine cabinet. And uh, the powerful part about Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge is that it's faith-based and it's all based on Jesus and the healing power that comes with that freedom of knowing him. And he helps you find that freedom. We'll be back in just a few moments and we'll hear Hannah's story next as we continue talking with Rich Sherber and Travis and Hannah with Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. You're listening to Faith Radio Mornings with Ted and PK as we continue our conversation this morning with Rich Sherbert, the Executive Director of Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. And Rich, it's for me, it's always powerful to hear stories of lives that have been changed and transformed because mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. This must be just for you over and over and over again, just seeing God at work yes. in well, these we were, lives. We were talking on the way over. What a blessing it is for me. I'm a former addict myself, and I got my life straightened out. And I was uh, talking to both of uh, Travis and Hannah earlier, saying that uh, there's nothing like helping get your life straightened out and now help somebody else. Um, hmm. We've been talking, too, earlier about the trends that are out there. Um, there is a surge of uh, heroin uh, that has come into the Twin City area over the last six months, and we are seeing a reflection. Actually, it's over the last year or so. Um, they, the Ramsey and Hennepin County Sheriff's Department recently put out a report that one out of five addicts in the Twin City area is using heroin on a regular basis. So it's growing proportionately. Um, Hannah is a young girl. Uh, who came into our program with a heroin addiction. And Hannah, maybe you want to share a little of your story. Hi, I'm Hannah. I'm 22. I'm from New Prague. And it all started my first year in college at St. Cloud. And um, my boyfriend and his friends were all doing Oxycontin. And just the effects it had on them, I saw and how stress-free they were. And, you know, with being my first year at college and away from home and having, you know, all the freedom I want, I was interested in trying something new and exciting, and so I started using oxys with them. Uh, I was started to use like on the weekends and just socially, just you know, to fit in and just you know feel good, I guess. And um, I guess I was addicted even before I knew it. I 
like the effects it had, and I just was attracted to it. So I continued to use, like, every day after class, and it kept escalating to needing it, like, throughout the whole day. And with using it so much, I needed something more powerful, and um, it was getting expensive, too. So my mex- er, my ex-boyfriend was half Mexican, so he had connections with the cartel and Minneapolis, and he was getting heroin, you know, for cheap. And so we started using that, and we had as much as we wanted. And so I was doing it throughout the whole day, every single day, for two years straight. I needed it to go to bed. I needed it to wake up. I needed it to just function in my daily life. And I was tortured by those demons and the cravings and I would just get so frustrated because I wanted out so badly and there was no possible way for me to get out unless I would die or jail and I ended up getting arrested and going to jail and in jail I experienced the worst withdrawals in my life because my body was just screaming for heroin since for two years straight throughout the whole day I was using And then now I'm in this cold jail cell, you know, all I could think about is I need to get out of here. I need to use. And that's all my mind was set on for two weeks. And they sent me to detox because I was doing so bad and then to the hospital and I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk, couldn't bathe myself, couldn't eat nothing because my body was like literally shutting down the um, guards at the jail said I look like a zombie. I was just dead pretty much. But um, with IVs and, you know, help from the hospital, they stabilized me and sent me back to jail. And then from jail, I asked the judge if I could go to treatment because I knew, you know, this was not the life for me. I knew I had potential. I knew that I did have some sort of hope for the future with my mind, you know, coming back from being sober for, you know, a couple weeks. And he allowed me to come to Teen Challenge on a furlough. And, um, he allowed me 30 days, and then I knew 30 days wasn't enough. So I asked him if I could do the year-long program, and that's where I am now. I've been here for five months. Mm, well, and uh, you look great. It's obviously yeah. working right now, and I know it's it's a day-by-day thing. Um, you're early in the program, it seems, because is it a year-long, Rich? Right, it is. The mm-hmm. We have two different programs. We have a short-term program and then the 13-month program. Mm-hmm. When you think about, Hannah, getting out, is that a scary thought at this point for you? Or are you hopeful for that? Or what do you think? Um, yeah, I am hopeful. And I know, like, I do have a lot of support and help around me that I don't want to go back to using because I saw all the pain it caused my family and my friends. And I know I'm, I can do better than that. Mm-hmm. Good for you. What were you going to school for when you started? Just generals, or did you have a, a direct area? Yeah, generals and psychology. Okay. So any thoughts of pursuing that again? What do you think is ahead? Yeah, I'll probably go back to school, but I won't go back to St. Cloud. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for having Good the courage you. to share your story. I know it can be a little uh, intimidating to share it with even just one person, let alone on radio. So thank you both, Travis mm-hmm. and Andy. You for know, that. I just want to share one more thing, too. You know, parents have to be so careful. It, the colleges are um, just a haven for drugs and alcohol. And uh, Hannah's a, a good example. She was raised in a Christian home, 
And it wasn't until she got to college and got on her own. And uh, both of my daughters, Paulette, you know them, are medical doctors. Both of them talked about, uh, even in med school, um, the use of, of especially Adderall. Mm-hmm. My youngest daughter just graduated the, the um the University of Chicago, and during her studies, she talked about up to 70% of the med students were using Adderall, and so it's it's just everywhere. It enhances everything, yeah, and it makes you sharper and helps yeah. you study. And, it's, and that's just a synthetic mm-hmm. amphetamine that, that will lead to serious mm-hmm. addictions. Mm-hmm. Richard, just say a quick word as well about the ministry that is through the choir. I've seen the choir perform. Mm-hmm. They come annually to our church. Talk about that. Yeah, well, we would love to get out into churches every Sunday. We're in uh, eight to nine churches throughout the state um, because so much of our program is subsidized by private donations, the Christian part of it. Um, we, we go into churches. We share the ministry. And if you haven't had the Teen Challenge Choir out, you would love them. They <laughs> Everywhere we go, they we have standing ovations. We also have our gala coming up on April 19th at oh, the yeah. Minneapolis Hilton Hotel. We usually have about 2,000 people. So, uh, we bring in 450 voice choir, and uh, it's always a packed-out event. So we would love to have people come and join us. It's a powerful evening for sure at the gala and when the choir can come to the church. And you hear testimonies like Travis's and Hannah's too during those evenings. And it is a powerful time. So I highly recommend that if you've never heard the choir. One other thing I'm noticing on your website is uh, you can get a free calendar. Talk about that. Yeah, well, just a call in. We have calendars available as well as we have a a little store site. You can get a lot of Teen Challenge paraphernalia and Mm -hmm. Average Market Teen Challenge. There you go. (laughs) Tell others there's hope. (laughs) We'll link your website up too. It's mntc.org. We'll link that up on ours so that you can have easy access to all the information that you've heard about here this morning. And you can also hear some more, read some more testimonies of lives that have been changed in a powerful way. Mm. Thank you, Rich. And thank thank you, you, Travis and Hannah, for coming and and joining with us this morning and sharing your stories. Thank you for your courage. Thank you. Thank you. Blessings to you. Mm -hmm. When talking with Rich Sherber and Travis and Hannah from Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge this morning. And the links again are up at myfaithradio.com under Faith Radio Mornings.